Today's episode of One Shining Podcast is brought to you by Coca-Cola. Tate, if you are into sports, I and, am. And you are. Yes. We, we know you are. Mm. It is your favorite time of year. It is still March Madness. We have one game left. But with so many games going on, you never know what's going to happen. That's why you need to be ready for whatever the next round brings. And make sure your fridge is stocked with Coca-Cola. Coke Zero Sugar, Powerade, Diet Coke. Swing by Walmart before every round and stock up today. NCAA March Madness is not just one game. It's a whole tournament that happens to have one game left. Make sure you are ready. Refresh every round by heading to Walmart to pick up Coca-Cola, Coke Zero Sugar, and Powerade. This is your last chance before Monday. Go get your Powerade. Stock up now before Monday. Uh, We were also brought to you by TheRinger.com. Uh, where we, we are doing a lot of great March Madness content. We are not done yet. There's still one more game to play. I'm going to be writing something if I can find the energy. If I, I'm, I'm just going to prop myself up in front of a keyboard and just start hitting hitting letters and see what happens. Um, check out the Ringer Podcast Network, where we have various podcasts, Tate, that you can speak to. Yes, so many podcasts. GM Street, the Bill Simmons Podcast, Larry Wilmore, The Watch. Yep, I know so all those. So many podcasts. Go so, check them all out. My God, it's, it's, so, a huge, it's a huge network. My God, that's a lot of that's a lot of podcasts. Uh, Tate and I went to the Final Four games. That's why our voices... We're, we are recording this on Sunday morning. Happy Easter, everybody. Uh, Happy Easter. If our voices sound shot, it's because they are. Uh, we had a, a wild night. Mm-hmm. It was a fun night. Mm-hmm. It was a wild night, and we will get into all of it. But first, Woody Durham. He takes the timeout. Technical foul. Technical foul. Technical foul. All right, a Final Four special edition of One Shining Podcast. We are on the scene still in San Antonio. We are we are coming to you live from Tate Frazier's hotel room. Um, Tate, what a night. <laughs> what a time. What a time. Uh, it is the Final Four. We have been working this three-on-three tournament, and uh, for people that don't know, it's 46 games that we've covered so far. Um, we've thrown out 46 duffel bags full of $1,000 cash to uh, an array of conferences, um, to so many different players. We've met so many different players. Um, we met JP Sleeves, talked to him for a very long time. And and let me just say, you know, this has been a year where people have, you know, rehabilitated their images across the college basketball landscape. We've seen guys like Buzz Williams just have hair. We've seen Tom Crean become like a, a desirable coach. Yeah, and no longer about college yeah. basketball all of a sudden. Um, we've seen Eric Musselman become the best dad in America. We you saw, know what I mean? We saw Javon Carter shave his head and get rid of like the hairline jokes. And that, I, I guess, I don't know if he got rid of all the jokes, but. Yeah. And we saw Bob Huggins just become the man again. He just yeah. continues to be the man. I, I wouldn't say that's rehabilitation. That's just normal day-to-day life for Bob Huggins. Um, we say all this to say that J.P. Sleeves, We've joked extensively about who this man is and what he's about, um, but it was great to talk to him yesterday. He he was he was a good man, is what I would say. He's a good guy. He's a very he's a very good misunderstood guy. good guy. This this keeps happening to us. This is the worst part about being out in the world and, uh-huh. and rubbing elbows with the college basketball elites is that um, I'm very easily swayed. Anytime I like it's, I don't know. Anytime I meet a guy, I'm like, oh, I kind of like that guy. And then uh, you know, any, anybody that basically bats their eyelashes at me, I'm, I'm in. And JP Sleeves was was awesome. Um, 
this three on three thing we're doing it's it is it is a ton of work it, we, we are kind of exhausted but uh it's fun tate yeah i w- yeah, it's fun. We, we had this vision of throwing bags of cash out to college basketball players. It it seemed far fetched. It seemed like it wasn't well, possible. And now we're it's not now just, we're a part of it's it. It's not just that we're like screwing around and being, you know, douches and tuxedos, <laughs> making a rain on college guys. Or like, at least we hope not. That, uh, yeah, we are still doing that. I'm just saying that's, <laughs> that's not that's not the only thing. That's not the full thing. Uh, the the three on three is actually awesome. I'm blown away by this. People listening are like, listen, I don't I don't work for the company to put this on. I I. My check's going to clear anyway. either way. I don't care. We took the job. We were like, this is going to be fun to throw cash at college basketball players. They're paying us to do it. Uh, why would we say no to this? But I bet the event probably sucks, but that's okay. It'll still be funny. And we got here. It's actually a lot of fun. And it's actually good basketball. We got the, we're about to go do the finals tonight. Um, a lot of good teams. A lot of fun things. But, yeah. I mean, and you, if you think about the three-on-three tournament and just the basketball itself, I had no idea – the rules and everything, you know, going into this, all I'd ever seen was Ice Cube's team play three on three. Uh, yes, this Rashad is not McCann's. Ice Cube's. Yeah, this is not Rashad McCants. This, this is not is, your uh, granddaddy's three on three. This is players that are in shape. This is 10 minutes on the clock. This is a race to 21. This is college basketball players frantically racing around the court, just throwing up threes, heaving up threes. Are you uh, talking about Villanova? Twos. Oh, yeah, that's right. Are you talking about Villanova or it three on three? It does translate pretty well. Yeah, it translates well to the, to the final four games that we went through. The three on three game, they're like, yeah, you just got to lean on threes. That's what it is. Is threes better than two? And I'm like, okay, well, that's cool because that's exactly what's happening that's, in college basketball. That's basically like what Villanova did to Kansas last night. Cut out every uh, every non-three or dunk and condense it into 10 minutes. And that's basically what this three-on-three thing is. But, um, yeah, Villanova. Do, do you want to transition over to Villanova and Michigan? Did you hear about this? Did you hear about this? They won. They're going to play the national title game Monday. They're going to play the national title game Monday. Um, what game you want to start with? I want to start with the game you just brought up, and that's the Villanova yeah. Wildcats taking on the Kansas Jayhawks. That was the premier primetime game of the night. That that was the game that me and you were you know itching over because they're basically the same team. They they want to do similar things, and uh, it was basically can Azabuke be inside and dominate, or is, that was is Spellman going to ruin them from the outside? Yep. And about twenty five seconds into the game, after Spellman hits the three. You realize that Villanova is going to beat them from the outside. That was the that was Kansas's only hope going into this was that I, I I mean I guess the one hope is is they make shots Villanova misses shots yeah like Graham and Newman are when high you have when you have shots. yeah when you have like three point when you have two three point shooting teams you know there's always the chance that Villanova would just be cold for some reason mm-hmm. and Kansas would be hot like mm-hmm. I, but if you, you, that's not a strategy you don't if no. you're if you're Bill Self you don't go into a game saying I'm hoping we are hot and they are not that's a that's not a good strategy I hope that so, wasn't the strategy from a strategy standpoint like the one thing that Kansas had was Azabuke was a as the big guy down low who because Spellman Spellman can bang a little bit but he's you know he, he's more versatile and all that Azubuke is just straight up I'm on the block I'm going to try to dominate the paint I'm going to catch lobs all that sort of stuff that was the matchup we were after who wins that is probably going to win the game Amari Spellman knew this like you said like 30 seconds into the game it was like oh this one's over already like we we weren't even back to our seats yet. It was over. Yeah, it was like sixteen to four or whatever it was, and we were wandering around. Uh, which we should say, walking around in tuxedos at the national championship game. All those people that came up to us and and said nice words or kind words. We All, really, we it was appreciate thousands you. and thousands of people. <laughs> I mean, it was like unbelievable. The mobs of people, just the friends of the program, were everywhere and they're out and about. Uh, also, the trolls, the trolls. Tate, Shout out to the trolls. Tate was on this one. We so. 
you know, we, we appreciate all the people that listen to our podcast and recognize us and all that sort of stuff. We don't do it for the glory. We, no. We do it because, like, we have this deep- Nor do we think that we are, you know, necessarily, we, we deserve to be brought and treated like celebrities just because we're in tuxedos and just because yeah. we have a podcast. We don't. Yeah, I mean, I, I know this is going to sound bad because, uh, you know, I, I like, I, I have a huge ego. I don't, I, I don't, I don't do this to be famous. I don't do this to be recognized in public. I do it strictly for the money, Tate. <laughs> That's it. That's the only reason I do this job. But, uh, so you're saying you're not a role model. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, do it, I do it strictly for the cash. Yes. I want to be rich as shit. I need, <laughs> I need multiple houses on uh, multiple beaches across yes. the country. And yes. that's my only motivation in life. Um, no, but we, we, you know, there were a lot of people that, I mean, if, if, if there's a place where people would recognize us, I suppose the final four, where it's just a, a whole massive college basketball. These are our people. And, and in between games, we're walking around in our tuxedos. We're also drawing attention to ourselves. Like, we're kind of being, you know, mm-hmm. when you're wearing a tuxedo, it's like. It's like the Blues Brothers. It draws attention. People look at you. Do we? Do I know that guy? Oh, that's right. That's that. What are those guys guy. up to? Yeah. Um. So we were walking around in between games after the the, the Loyola-Michigan game. Mm-hmm. Um. And, yeah, we just, like, started talking to a lot of people, taking a lot of pictures, doing fireball shots. Shout out to the Kansas fan who pulled, like, he had like twelve fireball little little plastic bottles of fireball shots in his cowboy boots. And if you've never been in the south, this is what they do. You know, people put shots in their in their boots and they walk around. It's usually <laughs> girls that do this, but I just love that this guy. I had no idea he had boots on, and he just pulls his pant leg up and he's like, "You want a fireball shot?" And he has yeah. like fifteen in his boot. Um, must be comfortable doing that. It was all, Shout t- out to that guy. Tate and I. Literally every single fan we talked to, we were like, "We're pulling for your team." <laughs> yes, you to- <laughs> that's what I'm saying. I feel bad because so good at Loyola. This. Uh, we were like, "Man, we just uh, the little guy." You know, we've been hard on them but we want to see what happens kansas we're like i don't know i kind of believe it's self's year in san antonio again uh villanova fans like how do you stop villanova <laughs> yeah villanova like man we love why they're so fun to watch just how they spread the floor michigan we're like oh yeah we love those yeah. guys we're cheering for we're yeah. cheering for michigan obviously because of duncan robinson friend of the program of course and that um, one that, that was probably the closest to home but uh, yeah, we we got caught up whenever whenever like we're we're talking to one group of fans or like Kansas fans or something, and then you see like a group of Villanova people like trying to get in on the action, uh-huh. and you have that moment where you're like trying to tell the Kansas fans we're cheering for you, but you know you're about to use that exact same line on the Villanova fans. It was it was it was tough. It, we have a tough job. We, so you, so you hit them with the good luck. Yeah, you just hit them with good luck, guys. Good luck, guys. That's the move. Tate hit some Loyola fans with a good luck after they lost. After they lost. <laughs> they were like, yeah, well, we we actually just lost. And I was been, like, yeah, I'm sorry. I, that was a can line. He had been saying it for so long <laughs> that he, the Loyola fans were just talking to him. He's like, good luck out there. <laughs> uh, so so we're, we're doing that in between games. We go to the Villanova-Kansas game. Uh, we get to our seats, but there's probably 17 minutes on the clock mm-hmm. in the first half. Yeah. And it was it was over. It's like sixteen. You and I, to you and I couldn't believe point. it, and and we didn't know who to cheer for at that point because at the at, at the point like it, it was pretty obvious that Kansas or that Villanova was going to win. Um, just out of the gate, like you never say never. You never know what's going to happen in these games. You know, college, that's what made college basketball great. Comes back, come back can't happen. But we were we were it was so like impressive and. And we sit down, and the, the onslaught continues. I mean, Villanova's mm-hmm. hitting every shot that we were sitting by Kansas fans; their heads are dropping. Like, like the mom sitting behind us is talking. Like the daughter's like, "Mom, what's happening?" Yeah, yeah. And she was pretty much letting it be known that uh, she did not like what was going on this, on the floor. And her mom was like, "This is a part of sports. This is what happens. The we, Kansas, we can't do anything about the it." The little Kansas girl sitting behind us lost her innocence last night. <laughs> yeah, she was. Like, but mom, why? Mom, the Jayhawks usually win. What yeah. is happening to us now? <laughs> Fourteen straight. Um, but you and I weren't sure who to cheer for in that uh-huh. moment because we're cheering for content, but we didn't know what made the better content. We're like, 
well, would Kansas coming back be awesome? Or was it like, do we want to see just Villanova do another Oklahoma? Well, we had the the greatest conundrum in sports and in basketball is, is it a ball game or is it a blowout? Mm-hmm. And uh, we were we were caught on the line because, I mean, if it's going to be a blowout, I want it to be a blowout. Like, I want it to be yeah. an Oklahoma blowout. And at the time, the way the game started, we were looking at each other, and I'm like, it kind of feels like that Oklahoma game where they have no shot at all, Kansas. And then I look up that game, and I realize they lost by 40 points. <laughs> Was, so so I will not say that about Kansas. You guys are nothing dude, like that Oklahoma team. The biggest the biggest winner last night was the 2016 Villanova team. Like, you just I, get to go back and see how yeah. ridiculous it was. That RTD Akino had like 18. Chris Jenkins had like 23. Like you go through the stat sheet and every single one of their guys had like at least 15 plus. It was unbelievable. Because I, I, I said that halfway through the first half, I turned to say the words to you just because I'm an idiot who doesn't think before I choose my words and I just start talking. And I turned to you and I was like, I've never seen this in my life. And then I had, as soon as I said those words, I was like, wait a second. I've seen literally exactly this. I think I literally had with the, the final four. I think I had the box score of the Oklahoma game on my phone. And you're like, yeah, what is, Like, what was the half? And I was like, uh, yeah, they were down by 20. Uh, the, the weird thing about Kansas was they weren't even playing that poorly. No. Um, like Oklahoma, the, the Oklahoma game was a case of Oklahoma one gave up. Like at a certain point, they're just like, this is enough. I mean, Buddy had nine points and yeah. he'd been their offense all Two, they were playing like garbage. Yeah. And three, Villanova was on fire. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the game last night with Villanova. Starts with Villanova's on fire. Villanova's on fire. <laughs> then Villanova's on fire. Then Villanova's on fire. Mm-hmm. Kansas was like, Kansas gave like a, a B, B plus game, you know, which like they, they probably, even if Villanova wasn't hitting everything, Villanova still probably won in that game. They set on, a record you know, for threes made. Yeah. I mean, the, and they still but, had like eight minutes left in the game when they did that. But I, I think most people came away from that with the right conclusion, um, which is the one that I have, and <laughs> um, which is that like Kansas was not that bad. Like I hope people weren't, uh, you know, having the Oklahoma. Like you, you, it draws the comparison to the Oklahoma thing, but only insofar as like how on fire Villanova was. But I hope people weren't like, man, Kansas really got, blew it. Yeah, Kansas it. sucked. Yeah, yeah, because they weren't that bad. And I saw this uh, this video, like Devontae Graham gets back to his hotel last night, and it's like the, it, it's so sad when these careers end, and we're sort of like seeing it too in this three on three. You see, like yeah. some of these guys in the, in the college three points, like the last time they wear their jersey, like the last time we'll see Andrew Rousey wear this Marquette jersey, you know, kind of stuff yeah. like that. So Graham takes his jersey off, and he's like, "Last time with Kansas," and you can tell he's like welling up. He's like all sad about this moment, right. and it's like, what could you do? You know, like Villanova played your exact brand of basketball. That's why we were excited about this game. It's two teams that played very similarly, and they could not do anything. I mean, Villanova did not miss. You can't Villanova. Guess, you can't try to outshoot them, I guess. But you just there's they looked unstoppable. Hey, you feel like Villanova is the Warriors of college, <laughs> don't you? Anybody else notice that? Yeah, you notice because you know, like the Warriors, they shoot threes, mm-hmm. but Villanova also shoots threes, and it's like, man. That's like the Warriors out there. It's like the Warriors, if Zaza Pachulia could pull threes and hit him like he's a, a wing. You know what I mean? Like, that's what Spellman does for that team. It's crazy. It's five what, guys who can hit threes. What, so how do how does this work with the comparisons to the NBA team? So if you shoot a lot of threes and spread the floor, you're the Warriors. Or the Rockets. If, if you if you pass the ball, like if you basically make more than three passes you're on the Spurs. possession, you're the Spurs. Yeah, especially in San Antonio. It's amazing. <laughs> Who's the Cavs? What, what, what makes the Cavs? Um, the Cavs are... Jay Sean Tate and three on three. <laughs> yeah. There's bully. You have one guy who just plays bully ball. Just throws him out of the way. Just to give him the ball. I love that. I love I love college basketball media. How uh, especially this time of year where you're trying to appeal to a mass audience. And you're oh. like, what what can I say about this team? So like, you know, middle of, or like or like the, the coastal like, elites. <laughs> the coastal elites understand what I'm talking about because it feels like the Ramblers are like the Raptors of this final four. <laughs> kind of under the radar. 
You're like, oh my God, I can't deal with this. <laughs> it's Clayton Custer Kalari. <laughs> Stop doing this to us. Uh, yeah, but but Kansas, I, I said it to you a few times in the first half that it felt like they were down like 40 and yeah. they weren't. And and you had these these moments where, I mean, Kansas goes on like a, a mini run in the first half and, and the crowd's going nuts. Like there were a ton of Kansas fans, obviously. Kansas fans travel anywhere, but it's in San Antonio. It's not that. It's a 20-minute drive from Lawrence. Mm-hmm. Um, so they brought a lot of people and uh, they were very quiet at the start of the game, as you might imagine. And then they go on like this little run I and that causes Jay Wright to call call a timeout. And the crowd is just going nuts. It's, they it's they cut it, folks, 22 to 11. Exactly. They cut the lead in half. And then you look up and you're like, oh my God, they're still down 11. Um, but even then, it was always within like striking distance. Like, man, if you could just, if you could just put something together here, you could, you could do it. It's, it's not over yet. It's not over yet. And then, it was, it was very much over. They just kept making threes. Because yeah. that was the thing. You're like, I think we went to, you know, halftime. They were down 15. And we were talking about this. And I'm like, if you're Bill Self, you just have to go to your team and say, they probably made three threes that they probably shouldn't have made. And we're yeah. down 15. So we should be down about six. But they're just hot. We got to deal with it. All we need is like a nice little 7-0 run to start off the second half. And now we're back in this game. And, and they get tight, you know, because they're worried about blowing this big lead. But instead, Villanova comes back out. Right. They're still hitting all these threes, and Kansas just can't keep it. It was basically just a shootout to the start. And, I mean, they put up 95 points in a Final Four game. That's incredible. Yeah. When's the last time they've done that? Oh, oh. yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, oh, that yeah. happened. I've, I've, yeah. Never seen, I've never seen anything like that in my life. <laughs> Ever. Ever. In all, in Has my this time. ever happened? I guess a Big 12 team. <laughs> So is Villanova? I guess I guess we could talk about the other guy. I was about to say is is Villanova um, the heavy favorite in the title game to you, based on what we saw? I think, I think they have to be right. Yeah, I think the Wildcats have to be the favorite. <laughs> Tate's loving this Wildcats thing. I love it because people think that I'm being serious, and I also love it because there's layers to the joke. Because the joke is bad, but if you did it first, you know, then you can then you can claim it, and then you can keep it, and then you can write it out. As with a lot of bad jokes, if you if you make it bad long enough and you make it recurring and it's mm-hmm. a, you start to win people over it can be good it can come back to being good if mm-hmm. it's so bad mm-hmm. uh your original wildcats pick was davidson davidson yes davidson beating kentucky yes and, and then, then and then it went to uh you know davidson again and, and then, then it went to kansas state and no, then went to kentucky oh yeah kentucky beat davidson oh yeah then so we then had kentucky but, yeah yeah so then, you picked davidson then, then, you're then like i latched on you're, you 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 said you literally said without even realizing it was a joke that you liked the wildcats in the davidson kentucky game you said like I like Davidson, I just like the Wildcats, and I was like, and then I made I laughed at you, and then Kentucky wins, and you tweeted like I knew I knew I liked the Wildcats, <laughs> and then Kansas State wins, you're like my Wildcats picks look good, and that is how this, this is how, this how it's all happened. Yeah, Villanova is is probably the favorite. Uh, you and I called this on Cousin South's pod twenty eight to one this? against all odds. Or should we wait? Are we going to jinx ourselves? We're winners either way. Yeah, either way, they were in the title game. You, if you took twenty eight to one, no, I mean, I mean, if Villanova wins, we got the cousin South thing where we're like, we called this at the beginning of the year, literally before a single game was tipped off. Yeah, we'll get producer Kyle to pull it out. Yeah, pull the pull the audio, Kyle. Uh, where we went on there, we said Villanova twenty eight one, best bet in college basketball. That's the one. Um, and then if they lose, and then I we mean, said Sharpie, lock it in, <laughs> Sharpie. <laughs> Sharpay. Uh <laughs> well then we said uh Michigan. We're on the Michigan bandwagon as well. Let's mm-hmm. talk about that game. Um let's take a break. Quick break to get a word from our sponsor, Coca-Cola and Powerade. If you're into sports, then it's your favorite time of the year. 
March Madness. With so many games, you never know what's going to happen. That's why you need to be ready for whatever the next round brings. And make sure your fridge isn't empty by the half. Swing by Walmart before every round and stock up on Coca-Cola, Coke Zero Sugar, and Powerade before the next one tips off. Coca-Cola is the official fan refreshment of the NCAA. Be ready to watch all the games by picking up Coca-Cola and Powerade all turning long. NCAA March Madness isn't just one game. It's a whole tournament, folks. Make sure you're ready. Refresh every round by heading to Walmart to pick up Coca-Cola, Coke Zero Sugar, and Powerade. Tate, are you an entrepreneur? Yes. Are you a small business owner? Yes. Do you do you also have a side gig? Yes. Well, let me introduce you to Grasshopper, the entrepreneur's phone system. Grasshopper lets you run your business from your cell phone while keeping your business and personal lives separate. Choose from the huge inventory of local toll-free and vanity toll-free numbers. Simply forward your new number to your mobile phone and start taking calls immediately. Whether you are in an office, in your car, or out running errands, Grasshopper's iPhone and Android apps help you stay connected with your customers. Not to mention you can send and receive calls and texts from your business phone number. You can set up multiple extensions for everyone on your team. You can get your voicemails transcribed and emailed to you. You can work from anywhere with call forwarding. You can make and receive calls from your computer via the desktop app. You can even utilize Wi-Fi calling. Better yet, Grasshopper offers an easy and instant setup and 24-7 customer support, all without any long-term contracts. Sign up today. Go to grasshopper.com slash shining to get $20 off your first month. That's grasshopper.com slash shining. Back to the podcast. These two teams come out, Loyola and Michigan. We should just say this. The Rambler fans, I know it's a very small university in Chicago. They came down to San Antonio. They showed up. They Every, showed up. They, I think everyone in the school came down to San Antonio. Uh, we saw the scarves everywhere. The fans were great. They kept coming up to us. And, and Although, to be fair, if we're talking about small, if we're going to do that thing, Villanova has a much smaller fan or a much smaller uh, enrollment. And they still all showed up. And they showed up. But Villanova also probably has like a ton of like. I mean, let's be honest. Titties. If you're just a fan, every, of, yeah, yeah, yeah. If every, you're a fan of winners, you're going to start pulling yeah. for Villanova very soon. Villanova has a lot of people that did not go to school that are Villanova fans. Loyola mm-hmm. probably does not, and they still had a ton of people there, which was awesome. Yeah, and the Chicago faithful, like we were talking about last time on the podcast. I mean, they've really bought into Loyola and going into this game. We get the big, they had the video screen, and they do these little segments during the game, and it's like one player, and he's like, "Come on, Loyola, let's get live." Then they had the coach come on, and so the, the first one they have is Loyola. So it, I think it's Custer that comes on. He's like, "Let's." Let's go, guys. Loyola, let's do this. And then Porter Moser comes on. And he's like, come on, guys. I love Loyola Chicago. Let's get a win. And then we're waiting we're, for we're Sister waiting. Jay to get in on this video screen and for people to lose Come their on, mind. Loyola. <laughs> That's what we're waiting for, that moment. And it doesn't happen. And mm. and the Sister Jean magic sort of wore off from there. Yeah, because Lent, Lent ended. That's what, oh, it was. That's what it was. She said she gave up losing That's right. Lent. That's right. It's Lent Easter ended. now. And then, yeah, now here we are, and it's Easter, and that's it. That's that's all there was to it. Uh, these two teams were going to slow it down. Um, they were going to play defense and just work the ball on offense and try to find find good shots. Uh, that's exactly what happened. Except the good shots just did not come around to eight. Um, and the first half was just not. I mean, it was basically Krutwerg versus Wagner, and that was that. And it was, but even that was like, I mean, we were we were pretending the guys were playing like out of their minds, but like they weren't. They it just couldn't just, make shots. Could, it, it was one of those things where there was a lid on the bucket. Everyone in the building was waiting for this game to kind of blow out for for one team to make right. a run. I guess Loyola was the team that made the run in the first half. They get that nice uh, last shot, last second shot before the buzzer, and they get that seven point lead. You could see them kind of be like, 
hey, we're doing it. Yeah, we're I like, this like, is like, our we, moment. We, yeah. yeah, we really can do this. And the Michigan fans are like, are you are you kidding me? Could we pl- could we play any worse than we just did? It was basically Charles Matthews and Mo Wagner, and then everyone else had zero points. I think Michigan was was doing well defensively. Both teams were doing well defensively because that's what they that's what they do best. Even though that's what they hang their hat on. Yeah. Ooh, I like that. Yeah, hang your hat. Oh, hang your hat. Uh, they were playing well defensively for Michigan. Um, I think that the, you go into halftime and you're saying as soon as we, if we come out, we figure out the offense. If we could just find somebody other than Wagner and like sometimes Matthews. Like Matthews, Matthews still had the momentum from the, the West Regional, but mm-hmm. just the way Loyola was playing D and like kind of packing it in on him. And um, he, he's not a great shooter. So he was trying to like, he still had the swag and the mojo going and it was working for him a little bit, but he wasn't taking over like he you know felt like he should and And, if you look at Loyola when when someone gets in the lane they collapse so well yeah and they're so disciplined to get back to their man like it ends up being like three guys when Matthews would drive and then somehow when he kicks it back out they're already back on the you know right they're they're just so quick and And on the other end I mean Michigan Loyola went one for 10 from the Mm three-point line in this game this is a team that shoots 23s a game this is Richardson who had what like 18 hit five threes in the last game. they shoot 23s a game they got four dudes who can make it at least four dudes that I know of again I've been following these guys for six games um but from the games that I've seen, they got like four or five guys that can make it rain. Um, and they only shot 10 threes and that's a testament to Michigan. Uh, I don't really buy into like three point field goal percentage defense because I think the best three point per three point defense you can have is just to not, not let guys get them off. Um, but there are a lot of times where, you, you know, if, if you're, if you're running the propaganda machine for a certain team, you'd be like, they have the top, three-point field goal percentage defense in the country. I don't really ever care about that. So, like, it's not necessarily the fact that Loyola went one for ten that I think Michigan um, played great defense and and guarding the three-point line. It was that they only shot ten times. They shot, like, half as many threes as they they usually do. Maybe they only shot that because they were ice cold and they were like, we got to get to the basket more. But uh, I thought Michigan was running them. I thought Michigan's plan, from what, from what I could tell, was, like, run them off the three-point line. We have better athletes than them. So, like, as soon as they drive – we're going to, you know, have the athletes to get to recover and, and help and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And it worked out well. And then when, once Michigan kind of started figuring out the offense and other guys showed up, that was that. When Duncan hit that three mm. to cut it to a three point game, that was that, the dagger, that, that deep three, that was the dagger Robinson, as you like to call the him. Dagger, every shot he makes, that, that was it. That was the dagger. <laughs> and that was big. They got him back in the game. And I think that, I don't know, it seemed like Michigan was a little tight and a little bit nervous because you go into some of these games and, Everyone that's like a, like the Kansas fans and the Villanova fans are pulling for Loyola because they're trying to play it off as, you know, they just want the Cinderella story, even though everyone's telling us it's not a Cinderella story, whatever. Uh, they just want to play Loyola because they think they can beat them. You know, so like yeah. the whole building in there is like pulling for the Ramblers against Michigan. Michigan fans right. are like, oh, my God, what is happening? We're going to lose to the little guy right now. Um, and then they sort of locked in the second half. They, they stayed calm. Wagner had an amazing game. It was like 25 and 15 or something like that. I mean, yeah. he's already put in his bid for most outstanding player if he plays well in the title game. Um, and so Matthews the same way. I just think that that Michigan team, they seem like even when things are going awry, they're not worried because they've had so many tight games and so many times right. they've come back and made things happen. But that also comes back to bite you. Yes, um, especially if you're playing Villanova and they've yeah, hit 50 and you, threes. And, and you're like – like you're you're down you're gonna be down like twenty five to Villanova and you're like that's all right we've been here before we got this and then it just sort of I don't know every every team is a team of destiny uh-huh. until you're not yeah swaggy pulls it's, just it's funny how that up. works every team every team that makes the final four is a team of destiny every mm-hmm. team shit every team that makes a sweet sixteen starts to think like 
we might be the team of destiny. This is our time. We're I'm starting it. to think Villanova might be the team of as, destiny. As it turns out, there's only one team of destiny, Tate. So one of these teams is going to be like, wait a second. This is not how it's supposed to happen. Uh-huh. Um, Loyola, do you, do you subscribe to the argument that losing in the this it was better for Loyola's legacy to have lost in the way in the fashion they did in the Final Four versus playing Villanova and probably losing by like fifty? Yes, because the 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 last note, the last sour thing that they would have on their season would be the a sister Jean leaving the game. Oh. Yes. Oh. Oh, oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. That did happen, and I will say this to defend Sister Jean. It was, I don't know if it was her decision, but she did not do it on her own accord. Well, I found out. I'm, I'll back her up because I've never done this before. And this is going to be a big move. And a lot of people are going to be like, wow, this is really mature of you, Titus. Nice. Um, I, I saw that she was not leaving the game. She was being wheeled like back to the locker room area so she could congratulate the players on a fantastic season and how great young men they are and all that sort of stuff. It wasn't. It wasn't a Mark Wahlberg situation, or like a Miami Heat, or the Heat fans. Yo, the, the Heat fans are the best when the doors are locked. That's what people are saying. But again, as we know, the sister meme, as sister you meme. say, mm-hmm. the 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 propaganda coming out of this meme has has spiraled out of control. I don't know what's real and fake news anymore. Um, so I don't know. But that's I did see that in her defense. And we had Loyola fans uh, last night that we talked to. They were they were very kind, and they they just wanted to point out. They said that we were very harsh on Sister Jean. They were not happy with me. Um, but, then, but then we won them over, every single one of them. Exactly, but, because we just explained the idea that we wanted their basketball team to get the love they deserved. We know Sister Dean is a celebrity in, in on Loyola's, Loyola's campus. Um, I still can't say the name of their school. You know, I'm just going to call them the Ramblers from now on. Um, I, I'm happy that Sister Jean has a celebrity status on campus. She deserves it. I'm, I'm happy about it. It was just being shoved in our face all the time. And, you know, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, guys. And the most frustrating part, Tate, is I know nothing more about Sister Jean (laughs) than I did after game one. I know she's old. I know she's a nun, or maybe she's actually not a nun, whatever the terminology is. She's the chaplain. The chaplain. Okay. Um, She's a chaplain. She's old. She sits in a wheelchair. She likes Loyola basketball. These are the things I know about her. I knew these things the very first time they showed her on camera. I have learned nothing else about her since then, except she's got like a, a little bit of a personality, a tinge of a personality. Mm-hmm. Just we'll a say. tinge. Um, and yeah, it's like if you're gonna if you're gonna put her on camera, if you're gonna if you're gonna show up at a press conference with thousands of people, that picture it looked like. Um, can we find something else out about mm-hmm. her? Just give me something else. Just a That's little not, bit of it, a little tidbit. Just like advance the story here. Yes. you're just you're spinning the yes. wheels. You're doing the same thing. Yes, you're like oh, it's Sister Jean. It's just like a self referential like. Remember her from the old other time we talked about oh, her, I where we talked that. about her and her. It's like it's yes, a cycle. It's just a cycle that never ends. Oh, uh, so back to the question though, about yes. about losing in the final four is it better? Is yeah, I think it's better because uh, you know if you go to the title game and you lose, whether it's you get blown up by forty or you get a last second three um, on the Archie Diacono shovel pass back to Chris Jenkins. Oh yeah, I remember that one. It's tough. I think as a team to get all the way there because when you when you go to the title game, if you talk to any Michigan player right now, if you talk to any Villanova player, they're pretty they're pretty you know they've re- they've resigned themselves to the fact that they're going to win the national title at this point. Absolutely, like like when you win that first game, you're like it's it's kind of relief, you know. Right. It's like all right, we handled that. Now now it's time to get down to business. This is the game we're here for, you know. We're we're going to do this now, and and I think just that devastation of losing when you you kind of have it in your head that you're going to win. I mean, I can't really speak to it personally um, without just being a fan, but, you know, 
I just can't imagine if you're a Loyola fan and you go and lose by 40, you don't think about that instead of all the amazing things that you did to get to the Final Four. And I guess Loyola fans listen, you're like, how do you know we would lose by 40? And my response is... You would. You would have lost by 40. Yes. Villanova would have hit everything. It, I, I don't know how else to explain it. It would have been, it would have been ugly. Mikel Bridges would have guarded Clayton Custer. Yeah. And I don't think he would have been able to dribble by him. It would have been very, very bad. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. So Loyola had a great season. Uh, I'm with you that uh, uh, it's better to lose in the Final Four. As someone, um, I don't know if I ever brought this up, but I I was actually on the Ohio State team in 07 Mm -hmm. that lost to Florida in the the National Championship. So I've been to a Final Four. Um, And having the confetti, having the other team's confetti like falling is is a miserable moment. Mm -hmm. And nobody ever... I, I even when I when I say it to people and occasionally I will bring up that I've been to a final four um but when I bring it up I never say like I've been to a national championship game it's always like I've been to the final four and I say that to say like that extra winning that that final four game and moving an extra round doesn't actually matter in terms of like the legacy nobody no ever, one goes oh you were second oh so you were second yeah. instead of third or fourth uh-huh. wow that's awesome it's yeah. just like it's Final Four or it's national title, and no one cares about in between. I think it would be, I, I think it would be looked at differently if they played the third place, if they had a third place yeah. game. Like if there was, let's bring that back. And it was like you were second we place. Play out, maybe that would help. But we they should just have don't a whole consolation tournament, like like the AAU thing, where where like teams fly in and and they don't want to like play. You know, you're not going to play two games and leave. So like they make they make you play out the whole tournament, and then you have like we just get a whole ranking first through sixty eighth. That's what I want. Let's do it. Let's make it happen. Not just the third place game. I want the whole damn (laughs) final rankings. (laughs) We had the first, and then like somehow, who who was sixty eight this year? I mean, I can't. Uh, LIU Brooklyn, maybe. Radford, one of those teams. I hope they bumped up a couple spots. They deserve it. Um, North Carolina after that Texas A and M. Oh wow, they both played hard. (laughs) Um, Both teams played hard. Um, yeah, I, I just can't believe right now looking at this game, how good of a game it is. I think this year you were talking about this as you're walking to the stadium. There's been so many weird stories and storylines in college basketball, but there's been one constant, I guess yeah. when Phil Boots got hurt, it, it was a little bit of a downtime. And I guess because they didn't win the big East, everyone sort of was like, I don't know what's they going on. They didn't win on. the big East because Phil Booth got hurt. They, <laughs> yeah, they beat exactly. the shit out of Xavier. I mean, they, they just, <laughs> they, always they always beat the shit. Like the, the team yeah. they lose to is Xavier and they beat the shit out. I mean, yeah. so in a weird way, they kind of won the, they still won the Big East tournament. But somehow they were under the radar and everyone's like, you remember that Wisconsin game last year? I don't know. I can see Villanova getting tripped up again. Right. And I, and I felt that you, way. You, I yeah, thought you Virginia, and I said I second thought, round game. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, Virginia Tech is a tough matchup for them if they play them. They didn't because it was right logic, wrong pick. We both understand <laughs> that now. Um, and Villanova just cannot miss right now. It's just unbelievable how good they are. And we had the conversation about who's the best Villanova team if this team shoots like that in the title game I don't think they haven't yeah you just have to say that they're the best they've they've won I mean they haven't had a close it's it's almost boring like not in a sense of watching the game watching the game is fun it but the 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 idea when watching them play basketball is fun but the when you're watching the tournament games you want the the unknown you want to watch these games and like oh no is it happening is it not like like the I don't know is is the upset happening is this team going to beat Villanova is it really happening and the answer is immediately no in all of these Villanova. Even like the way, even the West West Virginia played Villanova really, really well, and they were up five in the second half. I think it was with not that much time left. And you and I looked at each other and thought it might happen, but it's probably not going to happen. No. Like we, there's still there's like too much sense, time. There's still this sense of confidence with Villanova. Um, that's what I mean when I say it's almost boring. Is like I've not even had, I've not even really come close. I guess West Virginia is as close as I came to having that moment of like. 
oh shit, Villanova might be in trouble. Like they might actually lose. It's they're just destroying everybody. It sort of feels like 2009, where that they are just the best team, and we keep trying to talk ourselves into these other storylines of you know this yeah. team's going to show up tonight. You know, Villanova is yeah. going to be cold. Even us in the second half, we're like, there's no way Villanova can keep shooting like this. But it's that's what they do. That they do shoot like this. That's their team. But, that's the way they're built. I mean, Michigan does have a chance. Michigan. Um, the, How many the, the threes cons- can Villanova take against Michigan? Like, if if I'm beeline, I'm like, I want. Every the problem, one of these the guys to drive by. Like you can have every the difference, you want. The difference is Villanova's athletic as hell. They yeah. whereas like like that worked with Loyola because then you meet, you know, you you drive by and then you meet Wagner at the rim or mm. or Teske. Teske, Swaggy Pool coming over, Duncan <laughs> Robbins, you know, mm-hmm. Rockman's even athletic. Matthews, like a, mm-hmm. Matthews is a great shot blocker. Um they have they have the better athletes. Villanova, that's not like DiVincenzo, you're gonna run out on him to to keep him from th- doing a three and then he's going to poke on what Wagner's face. Yeah. He's like going to cock it back. Cock it right. like, yeah. And I don't understand. I mean, I don't know. It's, I don't know how you stop them. If they're, if they're hitting shots, there's literally nothing you can do. It may be the first time in history and it may not happen this year. Villanova may keep shooting threes and, and win this whole thing, but there may be a, a revolution that happens later on in, in, in college basketball, especially if you play teams like Kansas or Villanova, with the way they're playing these four guys shooting threes, even five guys now with Villanova. Where sometimes you just literally just let them drive by you and get the layup. Like, yeah. I, I would let them have two. You know what I mean? Like Spellman last night, the fact that he couldn't miss. I'm I literally I'm just gonna go out to him and be like, you can. Here's the lane. Just, just drive right yeah. there if you want it. You can have it. I, I mean I can beat you when you're scoring twos, but I can't beat you when you're hitting threes like that. It's impossible. Yeah, it's wild. I saw Dicky V. Dicky V's uh, uh, pushing for moving the three point line back. Just like pretty much <laughs> because like, of Villanova, it, it was like an instant reaction. Yeah. Oh baby, push it back. He's like, it's time to push the three. Yeah, I saw him on Twitter. He, he tweeted something like, "I think it's time. We got to move back to the international line. It's the three point game is taking over the." You know, this is a quick aside, but have you seen how Dicky V does these Periscope videos? Oh yeah, they are so funny to me. I'm not, I don't want to talk any more about it, but if you haven't checked it out, go to his Twitter page and just go back to go to media, um, and go down to some of his videos. Because they are unbelievable. They'll be like in the wild turkey lounge of some bar in like, you know, North Dakota or something. And it's like, oh, yeah, having a nice drink with my buddy Ernie. <laughs> Where are you, Dickie V? Where in the world he's, are you? He's a media mogul, man. Um, cool. Villanova, Michigan on on Monday. Yeah. Um, that's that's for the national title. Michigan, I, for I, all think, the I think we need to, to, to reiterate, we are still on the Michigan bandwagon. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't want to. A Michigan fan listening are probably like, dude, what what the hell? We, you guys were riding with us, and now just because Villanova hits threes, you're off the bandwagon. The answer is no. We're still we're still with you. We're still undefeated. Every Michigan game we've been to, we're they just, won. We're just realists. That's all. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. It, it can happen for Michigan. It's just got to be an ugly game. It's got to be a very ugly game. Uh, if 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 it if it's if it's in the fifties, Michigan might have a chance. If it's in like the eighties, no, no, no. So, uh, anything else we need to touch on about our experience at the Alamo Dome? I just want Alamo Dome being a, a terrible venue. Yeah, I just want to say <laughs> that it is wild that the Alamo Dome exists in general. Um, yes. I guess it's made for an event like this. But how many times we we just kept circling around the concourse, just walking around talking to people because the first game Michigan got the got the big lead and sort of take off, and then we were like, okay, cool, game over, and walk around in between games. 
There were so many times where we got stuck in the concourse because it was so congested. Like so it, congested. it wasn't even built for people to be able to wander and walk around. Um, so I guess San Antonio needs a football team for me to be able they to argue something. that. Yeah, like, they need something. A hockey team. The decor was like non-existent. I don't know. I, I guess I'm just used to walking around arenas or stadiums that have like actual teams. So you see like. And it's like, dude, you know, division you know, champ, yeah, 2006. Yeah. You see banners or you see like old teams that have played here, like just some sort of history to the place. This just, it looked like a brand new building that was, that used like a 1980 model to mm-hmm. build it. Um, I don't know. I, I wonder how San Antonio, San Antonio, San Antonians. San, I want to call them Santonans. Santonans. I wonder how they feel about the Alamo Dome. Like as we're saying this, are they like, how dare you? Yeah. What gives you the right? Are they like, yeah, no shit, dude. We've known this for years. Like this art, the Alamo Dome sucks. <laughs> yeah. I think they would say the latter. Yeah. I, I would hope. I would hope. Um, it was, it was cool to see all the fans and everything. I want to shout out Duncan Robinson because, because uh, we always do. We were trying to figure out what it was in this tournament. I always believe that everything is a race to 70 in college basketball in the tournament. Um, Duke got to 71st. Kansas got to 69 first. And then we learned and it was confirmed. Uh, it's a race to 69. Duncan Robinson believes in that mantra. He missed. This is a free throw. He sandbags a free throw just so he can end the game at 69. Nice. Goodbye, you, Duncan. Goodbye, you, friend of the program. (laughs) I'm very happy about that. So I'm glad that happened. Thank you, Duncan. Uh, Yeah. Thank you to to SeatGeek dropping the bag for us to get seats at this Final Four. They weren't great seats, but that's the thing about it. And that's not to disparage SeatGeek. It's to say there are no good seats in the Final Four. It was great seats on paper. Like, if you look where we were sitting, it's great seats on paper. Yeah, SeatGeek dropped uh, an enormous bag. We're we're very grateful for it. It's that uh, my comment is more like, can we stop having these things in football? Arenas? Yeah, you can't have a good seat in the building. <laughs> like look, nobody went into this game and, and got to their seat and was like, "Damn, we got great seats." Like mm-hmm. even the guy that's front row, even and, and I said that to you, and you said, "Well, I guess maybe the, the the only guys would probably be the guys on the team on the bench." Even they're not because they they got the the raised floor. They can you know the angles weird watching the game. There's literally nobody in that arena except maybe the head coaches sitting on the stools on the sidelines. Or, or squatting, whatever. whatever but it's, they very, to it's do. very isolated as a coach. Like they're standing yeah. up there, and you can see like self and, and like and Jay Wright are like right there, and they're just kind of like looking at each isn't other. That There's amazing? nothing else on the platform. There's like sixty eight thousand yeah. people in this stadium, and not not a goddamn one of them's like, I really like my seat. This this is really <laughs> good. Wow. Like, like like you walk in with your buddies, you got a couple drinks in your hand, you sit down, you turn your look, you're like, wow, nice. Well, look at these. Yeah, check yeah, these yeah, we out. Did it, yeah. We did it. Like no, literally nobody did that. And and the funniest thing too is that usually when you're in a building, like everyone is like their head is like down, you know, in a dome, like looking down at the floor. But in this situation, everyone's head is up, staying yeah. up at the jumbo, trying yeah. to watch the game. So it's like it's basically watching it on TV. But but the atmosphere is fun. It's awesome. It's it's always fun to be a part of and just to see the. Uh, it's 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 really like equally divided as you said like Loyola fans showed out and Michigan fans and like every so every single time there's a bucket there's an eruption from one place to the arena um it's a cool environment it's awesome we have enjoyed our time in San Antonio uh we will be heading back we cannot do the that that's the veteran move I think is to come for the final four on Saturday go back for the title game watch in the comfort of your own home mm-hmm. um I think that's the veteran move I think Michigan fans are gonna be very upset if Michigan loses because we would have cursed Ooh. them yeah so that, I'm that sorry. might be good for the brand yeah I, I mean I can't I, tell yeah like people they'll hate <laughs> us but like you and I will be like dude listen we had the magic touch we yeah. are the sister gene of Michigan yes yes, yes. <laughs> Uh, so good luck to both teams, brother. We, bad guys. We hope you both win. Um, we hope you you find all you're looking for in San Antonio, Michigan, and Villanova. 
Uh, we just hope it's a good game, really. We're fans of good basketball mm-hmm. above all else, except Ohio State, North Carolina. But um, that's it. You got anything else, Tate? Uh, shout out to uh, the three-on-three tournament. It's going to be fun. We're going to be on yeah. ESPN2 this afternoon. I know you'll hear this podcast after it's already happened. But if you have DVR, if you have time to go back on Twitter, yeah. we've had a great time. Um, go check it out. Yeah, check it out next year. Make make a little mental note. Like, the three-on-three thing, the, it, I'm, I hope they do it next year. But uh, the three-on-three thing has actually been insane. The basketball has been totally worth your time again. And my cash will my cat my check will cash um whether i say that or not so i'm not saying this because they're making me i'm saying this because i genuinely was like surprised at how fun this thing was and i'm saying this because i've made robbie hummel laugh four or five times yeah. really hard during this broadcast out of nowhere yeah. so i'm, I'm going to continue to do that in the meantime save the crew